Waddle to the pylon. Touchdown. And the Dolphins are going on top. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. We'll get to our favorite plays for today, coming up about 40 minutes, 20 minutes from now. Quarterback projections for BetQL. We're buying or fading the model. That's coming up. But right now, joining us on the Roman Guest Line, is Patrick Everson, senior reporter for Vegas Insider. Patrick, welcome back to the show. Exciting time here, football on the horizon. We'll get to some college, but Patrick, let's start NFL. Uh, big picture, this is where people are putting their futures in. You know, a lot of our listeners are jumping in on a Super Bowl future too. How do you attack that market, right? We have the favorites, the Bills are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. How far do you go down? Where do you look? Give us some thoughts on Super Bowl futures two weeks from, from the opener. Just. <laughs> it's awesome to be on and I hope you all three have had a uh, fantastic summer. Uh, I've had a productive summer. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, yeah, so there was uh, one odds maker I spoke with uh, recently about Super Bowl odds here in Las Vegas. Um, and I, I think there's, there's a lot of interesting things going on and it's, you know, look, Super Bowl futures are not necessarily, futures in general, are not necessarily where uh, sharp players are going to let their money hang out for months on end, but uh, mm-hmm. they may find if they find some value, they'll take a pop. But you know, it's it's obviously a very public market, and I think that's demonstrated at least in some degree to to what I heard from one odds maker with the Pittsburgh Steelers getting a ton of tickets and money. But just to tell you what's going on there, though, at this at, with this particular shop, the Steelers opened at one hundred to one, and they remain one hundred to one, even though they are actually a significant liability and that just tells you that the folks behind the counter at the risk room at that shop aren't that aren't that swayed by the Steelers however another team that has been popular lately makes more sense certainly to me and I think it'll make more sense to the three of you and that is the Los Angeles Chargers uh one book here in Vegas recently took a five-figure play on the Chargers at 14 to 1 slid them into 10 to 1 so that's put the Chargers at 10 to 1 that puts them right in that mix with I mean, the Bills are pretty much the consensus favorite everywhere, but at 10 to 1, that puts them in that same range as, you know, the Chiefs and the Bucks and the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Uh, what I find interesting, Patrick, and there are a number of things with these markets, is there are a bucket of teams like the Steelers that are always, the senses are always popular. Teams like the Cowboys, always popular. Exactly. You should, you should say that about the Bears, but. What, what I keep hearing, and I'm in Chicago, is I, I can't find anyone to jump on over the Bears win total, even though that's gone down by two full wins. Everybody's fading. I hear uh, reports from various people that the one, the one consensus as far as Super Bowl futures is nobody's even taken a pop on the Bears, no matter what triple-digit number you get that to. So I find that interesting that the Bears are typically very popular and nobody wants any piece of them unless you're fading them. And then also with Buffalo, uh, you talk to more odds makers than we do, but we talked to the head trader at BetMGM and, and he was saying the Bills number, it doesn't matter. Whatever we move it to, they're not, they're going to keep betting on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Is that the, the far and away the public team this year? I'm absolutely hearing that, Joe. And it's, 
you know, for multiple books. Obviously, BetMGM said, I assume that Jason Scott, I imagine you talked to about that. And uh, the, I'm hearing that from from multiple other odds makers as well, that people are just firing on the bills. I know there's one uh, one book, I believe. And remember, the bills are at a relatively short price here, you know, six to one plus 657 to one. Um, so when you have all these other teams that people tend to jump on, the Bears notwithstanding, and I'll touch on your Bears point in just a moment, uh, you know, Sometimes these teams that get a lot of tickets near the top of the board don't create so much liability because the number is short enough. But I know at least one major sportsbook operator that is buried in Bill's money and the Bears are the number one liability because of it, even though they're at a short price. And uh, another mm-hmm. odds maker that I spoke with here in town said, look, they're definitely seeing a lot of Bill's money, but the Bills aren't necessarily a bad outcome uh, the Chargers are probably a worse outcome. The Titans, strangely enough, are a bad outcome. And also here in Vegas with, with one particular odds maker, the Raiders are really getting piled on here. And this is an operator that that, that has books in a few different states uh, taking money, but they're just seeing enough of that local influence where the Raiders are number one in tickets and number one in liability have cut their odds from 40 to 1 to 20 to 1. So shop around because there are several other books uh, including BetMGM. I think BetMGM might have the Raiders. Are they at 35? Last I checked, I think they were at 35 uh, there. Uh, that was, uh, I might be off a little bit on that, but you can do a lot better than 20 to 1. And the reason they're 20 to 1 in this particular, particular book is they're loaded. Uh, now, Joe G, getting to your point on on the Raiders, you're absolutely, or I'm sorry, not on the Raiders, on the, on, on the Bears uh, out of Chicago. You're absolutely right on that. And it's interesting, timely. I was talking with a sharper player yesterday. I actually ran into him Friday night uh, uh, at, a, at an event here in town and then ran into him last night just by sheer coincidence. But we were talking a little bit, and he just started mentioning some of the things that he's he's looking at with NFL. And he absolutely mentioned he's Bears under – a sharp guy, and he said Bears under six and a half wins. So mm-hmm. that's, that's you know one example, just an anecdote. Uh, of somebody fading the Bears at this point, and, and and I know others are as well. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. Um, one of the yeah. Super Bowl futures that I have is the Ravens. What are you expecting from the Baltimore Ravens this season? I think that's an interesting play. Now, I don't think I'm going to double check. Not too many uh, odds makers have brought up the Ravens. To this point, I'm going through just a, just a list of teams that uh, uh, you know they say are good or or bad for the book. And really, I haven't. I've done a couple of updates over the course of the summer, including just pretty recently with some of this information I'm giving you, Aaron. And nobody's really brought up the Ravens. I think that's an interesting play. I hadn't even really thought about it myself. But look, if Lamar Jackson's healthy, uh, you know, and that that division I think is is uh, you know is is there for the taking. So I think that's Definitely an interesting play, and I might even consider it myself. Another one that I think is interesting that's a little, it's maybe not quite as much under the radar. Well, I don't know if either of them are under the radar. I, I think both of them kind of are s- sneaky good plays, but I like the Colts too, and I've heard some people talk a little bit about the Colts with the acquisition of Ryan and having obviously a really good running, a really good running back. Um, obviously, they, they, you know, they spit the bit in that game against, at the end of the season against the Jaguars where they should have, you know, everybody thought they'd be in the playoffs last year. But I kind of like that one too. But I think that's an interesting one to bring up. No one's really talked to me much about the Ravens, but uh, I think that could be a, an interesting kind of under-the-radar pick. 
And speaking of under the radar, I want to just throw this out there. To the degree that a Super Bowl champion can fly under the radar, I think the Rams are flying under the radar because I just don't hear a whole lot of people talking about the Rams, which is uh, which I think is interesting too. On that, speaking of that, week one, two weeks from tonight, the Rams and yes. the Bills, high-profile games, should be a really fun game. What do you make of the line movement of that game? Because it, it's moved over the last couple months. I, we were surmising a couple of days ago the uncertainty, maybe a couple weeks ago, with Stafford's elbow played into this. But by all accounts, he's fine. He's going to play. There's no question he's going to play in the game. Um, what do you make of that game? That, that's a fun one with the Super Bowl champion versus the team that's the favorite to win it this coming year. We're currently looking at Bills minus two and a half in L.A. two weeks from tonight. It's, it's fascinating. All the way out to two and a half. I, I believe most books, when they opened this game, it was Rams one, maybe pick. So depending on the book, it's moved, you know, two and a half to three and a half points in favor of a team that's got to, I mean, granted, it's week one. It's not like this is all built up, but it's a team that's got to travel across the country, three time zones, uh, a very good team. But you got the defending Super Bowl champion at home now getting two and a half points. I do think it's fascinating. Uh, I, I do know, you know, look, let's let's clarify two things, and I'm sure you relay this to your audience all the time, but um, the overwhelming majority of the money is going to come in Thursday of game day. It's just going to pile up that day, and it's going to be a very well-bet game. I don't, I don't have any question about that. So what I am hearing is, you know, the early money certainly is justifying the move. It's The move is coming because the, the early action is on the bills, uh, and probably somewhat heavily so but heavily so to a limited pot. Uh, you know, right, you know, right now that, you know, people aren't, you know, they're looking at NFL a lot, but they're not betting it the way they're going to be betting it on game days during the regular season. So uh, I do think it's fascinating though. And it just speaks to uh, what Joe G was talking about a little while ago. People can't get enough of the Buffalo bills right now. Uh, whether it's, you know, whether it's any of the futures, you know, futures or win totals or, uh, and it, and it apparently so with the week one game on the road, against the defending Super Bowl champion. Uh, Patrick, we were just going over some of the line moves that we're seeing for Saturday. Uh, not the premier teams, but, you know, people will bet on week zero in college mm -hmm. football. Uh, wh what are you hearing from odds makers about sharp plagues or is there just, just something uh, interesting with uh, this week zero slate? Well, I talked uh, with with uh, with one odds maker. I've, I'll have updates, by the way, on Vegas Insider throughout the rest of the week, including today. So if you get a chance, head over to Vegas Insider. I've got a report on a handful of these week zero games, if you will. And uh, Nebraska Northwestern is probably kind of the highlight game. Well, it is the highlight game there. Let's let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, it's a little slim pickings, but look who's who's to uh, you know who's to complain when we have football, real football that counts. Uh, on the table after uh, sitting around for several months. But uh, this odds maker said the public is siding with the double-digit dog, Northwestern. Keep in mind, this is a neutral oh, no. side game. Oh. Dublin, Ireland. So public <laughs> siding with the double-digit dog to a degree. A little bit of small sharp play on the dog as well, but hasn't really moved the number that much. I think Nebraska is still sitting like 13, 12 and a half, 13, depending on where you shop. Um, I mean, Wyoming, Illinois, kind of hitting hitting to uh, more to your uh, – you guys are all out of Chicago, right? Uh, hitting more Just to your me. home territory. Yeah. Uh, with this, uh, with this, this again, this one specific odds maker uh, leaning toward the favorite, but not heavily, about two to one tickets and about three to two money on the spread in favor of Illinois for that uh, Illinois-Wyoming game. Look, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna scroll down to a game that has a better spread. You know, something that's not double digits. You know what, <laughs> Vandy, Hawaii. Listen, 
I love this game. Uh, so when 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 Jay Rude was for many many years, Jay Rude was the was the head of sportsbooks for uh, for MGM Resorts, and they evolved into BetMGM. And I loved how Jay Rude always termed the late night Hawaii game. He would call it the get even or get even deeper game. Love it. <laughs> this is a 10.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. It exactly fits that get even or get even deeper. I think it's interesting. Uh, if I recall, I don't know if you guys can see right there. I don't have it in front of me, but I thought Vandy shot up to like eight, eight and a half at some places over the last couple mm-hmm. of days. Uh, that's a mix of sharp play coming in on Vin- Vanderbilt as well as a little bit of moving with the market according to one odds maker I spoke with. And I think that game's going to be fascinating because everybody's either going to be looking to build up, build what they want, build on what they won, or maybe uh, maybe chasing a little bit late on a Saturday night. Awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you about that game. What about what are you hearing about um, college football conference futures? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got some really good information yesterday. And what I think is kind of fascinating is when you look at uh, championship futures, college football playoff championship futures, Aaron, you know, several books and one in particular that I saw earlier this week are just flooded with Alabama money, even though the number on Alabama is pretty short. Um, it, it's somewhat similar with the SEC championship splits, but not quite as pronounced. Almost five out of every six tickets are on Alabama to win the SEC championship, but the ticket, the, the money is less, is slightly less than two to one. So that's a lot, but it's not nearly as the money is not nearly as pronounced as the tickets. And what, but what's kind of fascinating is Georgia, which I, is the second choice, getting only 6% of bets with this odds maker and 3% of money. Defending national champion, uh, beat Alabama in that game. So I think that's kind of fascinating. And I think the Big 12 is really interesting, Aaron, because there's not a consensus on who's going to, a real consensus on who's going to win that conference. The the betting is really spread out. Now, Oklahoma is taking the bulk of the tickets, 45% with this particular odds maker, which is three times more than any other team. But in terms of money, Oklahoma is only taking 19% of the cash. So actually, Texas is getting more play at 27% of the money. Baylor not far behind Oklahoma. Baylor and Kansas State, by the way, not far behind Oklahoma, 16% apiece. And then Oklahoma State at 7% apiece. Kansas State, 12 to 1, kind of a flyer play. And I heard a couple of people I, a couple of people I was talking with about this last night kind of think Kansas State could be a little bit of a sleeper there in the Big 12. Patrick, we have about a minute left. Uh, the contests are interesting. At the moment, there's a lot of overlay. Now we've got a couple weeks until the season gets going. But uh, I like how the Westgate changed things up with the Super Contest this yes. year. But I, I, I checked it yesterday because we're deciding what we're going to sign up for this weekend. Paul Aspen's uh, heading out there. And I I was just shocked that only 600 people have signed up for the Super Contest. And it's so much more on the Circa one. And even more than that, Survivor's trumping everything. Yes, it's, uh, sir, you know, look, Derek Stevens has got a really good thing going. He's got, you know, the guarantees on, on both of those contests, which is obviously uh, what can potentially lead to overlay. Uh, look, I, I'd still love what the Superbook's doing. I love the Super Contest, and I love the offshoots. I also love that over-under. All sixteen, all, all 32 teams, you pick the over-under. I'm probably going to do that on regular season win totals. But Jeff Benson got back to me last night from Circa. He said, sign-ups, to your point, sign-ups going well. The millions, he said, the Circa millions, he said, almost assuredly will be an overlay. He's guessing they'll get to 4,400. They need to get to 6,000 to break even. But he said Survivor is well ahead of last year. 
And he says his guess yeah. is we get over the guarantee and hit 7,500 plus when they only need 6,000. Oh wow. Huge, huge in the Survivor. That is awesome. Wow. Patrick, you know, we always appreciate hopping on. We'll be checking out your work at Vegas Insider. Patrick Everson on the Roman guest line. We'll dive into NFL projections, Becky Wall model projections for quarterbacks next on the Becky Wall Network.